0: Welcome to Little Joe's Conservative Corner, the podcast where we delve into the latest news through a conservative lens. In each episode, Little Joe sifts through the top headlines and news articles, offering insightful commentary and analysis from a right-leaning perspective. Whether it's politics, culture, or current events, this show explores the issues that matter most to conservative listeners. Get ready, get ready to cut through the noise and get to the heart of what's really going on in the world today. Let's get started. Welcome to Little Joe's Conservative Corner.
1: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, excuse going? me, Hunter. Oh, Apparently, you're afraid of my words. Uh, here you? <laughs> Oh, I'd like to reclaim my time, Mr. Chairman. Wow, that's too bad. (laughs) I think it's clear and obvious for everyone watching this hearing today that Hunter Biden is terrified of strong conservative Republican women because he can't even face my words as I was about to speak to him. What a coward and this is also a coward that sat right here in front of mickey babbitt ashley babbitt's mother who was murdered on january 6th by michael Byrd, the capitol police officer and the you want to talk about a committee of political sham i'll tot- totally disagree with you uh uh miss mace that january 6 committee was not bipartisan it was a complete setup to go after president trump Go after Republicans, go after anyone that believes in free and fair elections, people that believe the Department of Justice should be fair and balanced not a political weaponized department of of the federal government that is targeting President Trump, his supporters, people that walked in the Capitol on January 6th, and now people that stood outside the Capitol. There's been no justice for Ashley Babbitt's family. Michael Byrd has never been charged with anything. He was let off and he was given a a promotion and, and allowed to walk free. And Hunter Biden just walked out. That is an example of not following the law. Hunter Biden thinks he's above the law. Don Jr., Eric Trump, Ivanka, Trump family members had to come in to Democrats subpoenas and be questioned by Democrats for over eight hours, each of them. Hunter Biden runs away. Hunter Biden did not come when we subpoenaed him. He did not follow the law. And then one of our colleagues helped him evade his subpoena by going and and reserving a press conference for him on his behalf, helped him evade the subpoena, helped Hunter Biden
2: break the law. All right. Welcome back on this Thursday. You know, um, you could be accused. I could be accused. Anybody could be accused of having a privilege. Lately, the hot topic is white privilege. It's your privilege somehow if you're white and uh, it benefits you in life to be white and so you have this privilege, even if you uh, see it or don't see it, you still have this privilege just because of your skin tone. Uh, I don't personally agree with that uh, at all. I don't, I don't think there's such a thing. Uh, I think that each uh, individual person, you know, you're as privileged as you want to be, I guess. Uh, but I don't see this mass privilege for one particular race or the other. Um, with that being said, I do think that Hunter Biden has a crackhead privilege. he's got he must he must have some pretty good privilege for a white crackhead Uh, or maybe it's just that he's got uh daddy privilege because since his dad is running the country right now he can break the rules and do as he feels whereas any of us and i do mean any of us no matter your color or uh, gender race doesn't matter if you pulled the stunt that hunter biden pulled today or yesterday uh you're going to jail just get that. You're going to jail. Yeah, you're going to jail. You're getting arrested and you're going to jail. You cannot ignore a subpoena. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene did point out that the uh, entire Trump family had to go answer questions. I'm sure very hostile questions from very hostile people in there and had to sit there for eight hours, which I am 100% positive is mentally exhausting to sit there and deal with that for that amount of time. Uh, but They had to do it, otherwise they know, especially with their last name, they would be held in contempt and they would be facing being arrested if they didn't do as requested. Hunter Biden, on the other hand, doesn't care. If you want to see what real privilege looks like, there it is. I guess he has that privilege to do that because I certainly know that you, me, or nobody else besides that, uh, besides him, could get away with that. They just, I don't see it. I don't know. If you see it, I don't see it. I think that if any of us tried to pull that stunt, uh, we, we're we going to jail. We're getting arrested right there on uh, a live television. Everybody's going to see us getting some new cufflinks. <laughs> we're going to jail. Amazing. Amazing when they uh, sit there and they argue and, and cry about all these different privileges people have. And then when you see true privilege, they won't call it out because it doesn't benefit their side because that's on their side. You see, everybody on our side behave themselves. But everybody on this side didn't. Uh, Trump's kids behaved themselves. They answered. They, they answered all the questions They showed up. They did what they were supposed to do. Uh, the, uh, democratic extremist that's in the white house right now, his crackhead of a son showed up and did not behave himself, did not follow his subpoena and did not want to be asked any questions. All right. With that in mind, with that being said, thousands of Africans, Are flying into Central America with one goal in mind. The entire world is exploiting our open border right now. Regardless of what the left may tell you, uh, most of the world, or to most of the world, uh, the U.S. is is the land of milk and honey. We are we are the uh, the big fish in the pond. We're the golden goose. Whatever you want to call us, Uh, you see. The people here are spoiled and don't see what we truly are, but people abroad know exactly what America is. They know it's the promised land. They know that they could come here and have a better life than they have where they are at currently. They know that. They know that opportunities are available to them here. They know that dreams are real and can be made here. They know that at a minimum, they could give it a shot at a minimum. Nobody's going to stop them from giving it a shot. And then it's on them, whether they succeed or they fail. Unfortunately, people here uh, don't feel that way about the United States. Uh, in a 2021 opinion post by Jim Clifton, he's the chairman of the polling company Gallup, He wrote, uh, what he wrote when he was asked, 27% of people in Latin America said that they would like to move to a different country. And of that percentage, around 35% or roughly 42 million people chose America as their preferred country. That's just from Central and South America, Hispanic not uh, uh, Hispanic uh, countries. People from third world countries all over the globe see, see America as the pinnacle of prosperity. Uh, and now they know that the door is open because Sleepy Creepy has left the border wide open and he left a completely incompetent person in charge of the border. Many of them are making their way to a destination that they know it will be easier for them to gain access to the United States, according to the New York Times, a growing number of migrants from African countries are making their way to the U.S. through the Mexican border to seek asylum. According to data uh, and interviews with migrants, U.S. government figures obtained by the Times showed that a number of African migrants apprehended at the southern border has jumped from 13,406 in fiscal year 2022 to 58,400. And 62 in 2023. Uh, I mean, you're, you're talking about uh, quadrupling the amount of people that are willing to uh, take the journey to try to get across our southern border. Uh, nonprofit uh, groups report that the trend has accelerated in recent months as smuggling networks are spreading uh, news among migrants that Europe is growing far more unfriendly towards immigrants. Um, I can't say that that's a hundred percent true that, I mean, they are starting the people that are in their, their home countries feel that they're losing their countries, their cultures and everything because they live in open border societies. So you're starting to have a lot more people speak out against it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, uh, because there's nothing wrong with immigration. There's a problem with open borders because immigration is one thing, open borders is something else. And when you have immigration, uh, there's regulations, there's a process, and it slows down the amount of people that come in here. Uh, and we, we get a good handle on things. You're here. You're vetted. You're checked. We know who you are. Congratulations. Welcome to America. And now get to work like the rest of us and do your thing and go try to live out your dream. Uh, when you just have an open border, you're not having just the people that are looking to better their lives come in. You're also having people that are taking advantage of the situation that are not friendly to the United States that are sneaking their way in here. I think proof of that has been what I've reported on and many people have reported on how many different terrorists or people that are on the terror watch list have been caught coming across the border year after year after year. During the Biden administration, you see all the drugs that are pouring over the border. You see all the human smuggling and trafficking that's going over the border. So there's, you always have the bad actors with the rest of them. You know, they always say it just takes one to spoil it for everybody. Well, I mean, that's pretty much where you're at. You know, out of the you know, 10 million people that came across the border, you know, probably you know, somewhere in the range of 9.9 million of them are people that are really just trying to come here to gain a better life. But then you're going to have that small percentage you know, that are coming over here for nefarious reasons. That's the problem here as well as abroad uh, in Europe. It's, you're having these open border societies where people feel that so many people are flooding in. They're having the same kind of problems that we're having. And a lot of these countries are a lot smaller than we are. and They have a lot less, their population is a lot less than ours. And, uh, they're losing their culture to them. I mean, you're talking about people that grew up there and they love it and they just see everything changing around them. And it's like, we're losing who we are because of these open borders. Instead of slowing this down, stopping them and hold on now, you know, you guys got to We got to wait. We got to check out who you are. We're going to let you in at a reasonable pace that the world doesn't change around you within a few years. Um, getting into the United States compared to European countries, uh, is almost a certainty, you know, that, that most of you ask any of these people, there was a migrant that they talked to who was from Sudan and he planned to go to Chicago. Um, and he said that entry into Europe is very difficult, but not here getting into here is easy. You know, our open borders right now, it's not a problem. So they're going to go to where there's the easiest access, you know, and not to mention, If we look at Europe compared to us, and depending on the country we're talking about, uh, financially, this is a stretch of the imagination at the moment, but generally under normal circumstances, we are financially more uh, stable. Than some of these other countries, we have a lot more programs to help out migrants, help them get on their feet and everything like that. We don't require anything when you come here. We're not like a New Zealand that requires you to be worth X amount of dollars and whatnot because they don't want to take care of you when you get there. They want to know that you can take care of yourself because the government doesn't want to spend any money on you. We don't do that here. You can come into our country with a penny in your pocket and you're going to be welcome in with open arms and then they're going to give you all the programs that Uncle Sammy's willing to pay you for. All the social programs. You're going to get your food stamps. You're going to get all this. You're going to get free medical attention. You're going to get everything. I mean, you wonder why people want to come here. It's a freebie. So naturally, if you're trying to get into a country, you're going to go to the place where it is the land of milk and honey. You're going to go to the place where it is the best. You can't get in Europe. It's difficult, but uh Sleepy, creepy, senile Biden in the White House has got the doors wide open for everybody to just walk on in. Of course they're coming on this way. They're— I mean, of course they're coming in this direction. Um, a record two and a half million migrants crossed into the U.S. Uh, last year at the southern border. That's for fiscal year 2023. December seeing the highest monthly total at around 300,000 apprehensions. You know, the vast majority are expected to apply for asylum, Obviously. That's that's the that's what they're trained to say and trained to do with these organized caravans and whatnot. This is what they're being sold, and in many cases we've seen where they give these people literally instructions on what to say, how to say it, and what to do. So once you get here, you follow this list, you say everything that's on this list, and it's almost a guarantee that you're going to get across. Uh, Mike Mike Johnson, who was just recently at the border, called it mayhem. Um, he said this catastrophe. Uh, can come to an end if the Biden administration will do its job uh, and refuse to do it. That's all well and good, but Mike Johnson is putting together a package, uh, a fiscal package that doesn't even address the border. That's not going to even address this problem. It's it's th- it's typical political talk from a politician. You say a lot. Yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. You can't come in here. We're going to. You that situation can't fly. But at the end of the day. They don't do nothing for you. This new bill that's coming out, we're spending more money. This new bill that's coming out, we don't address the border issue at all. The Biden administration is going to do nothing about it. Uh, Mayorkas has been under threat of impeachment for, I don't know, two years now. Nothing's happening. This is why I get frustrated with our with our side. Why I, fr- I get frustrated with any politician. You guys are all talk but no action. You guys say what you know people want to hear. You guys try to get to a position where we're going to get them to think we're going to do it. We're going to drag it out and drag it out and drag it out. At the end of the day, there's no action. They never accomplish anything, and then they just point fingers at each other. It's just a typical game that they play all the time. That's why I always say we need to get more American-first, American-loving people that are that in there that are willing to make the hard decisions and do what they got to do. Uh, unfortunately you know we we only have a handful up there and it's not enough to really make a big change yet we every election that goes that we're we're going into really we need to focus on is this person true does this person truly have America's uh interest at their heart are they willing to stand in there and take the shots and From what you can tell anyways, does it look like, you know, the swamp will end up infecting them and they'll become another creature like the rest of them? Now, as far as the southern border goes, we're having a, a surge of African migrants that are coming over. But that's you know that's not all that's coming across the border. Coming across the border, you've pretty much seen everybody. We've seen South Americans, Central Americans. We've seen people from India, from China, you know, middle all Middle East countries. We're seeing everybody under the sun come across the southern border. Do South and Central Americans happen to be the majority of who is coming through? Yes, they are. They absolutely are, but that does not mean that other um, others aren't coming across with them. We really need to get the southern border under control. I mean, it's it's not open border and it's not migration anymore. We're at a point here where it's invasion. When you're seeing people uh, hopping plane flights to get into South America to join the caravans of people that are coming up here, and the the steady flow of you know, you look at 300,000 in December. I mean, you're talking 10,000 people a day, a day coming across the border. That is an invasion. That's not, that ain't immigration. Ain't People ain't migrating here no more. I mean, you're, you're doing 10,000 a day. That's an invasion. Of course, the Biden administration will not do anything about it. You know, all we, the best we could do is it's a bumpy ride we've been on this bumpy ride for the last three years we got a year left until elections happen and hopefully we're going to get a president that is going to scare people and let them know that hey The border's shutting down. We're going to finish building the wall. We're going to slow all this crap down. You you have to wait your turn. You want to come in here, you're going to have to remain in Mexico again or wherever it's at, and you're going to have to wait your turn, which will slow down the flow of people coming in here. We can get things a little bit more under control. But if that doesn't happen, I mean, you look at where we are in the United States right now, and if we don't choose a different path, I don't know what America looks like um, after four more years of Biden. I don't even know what we look like as a country. If I don't even know if we exist at that point, to, to be 100% honest with you. Uh, they, they are not slowing down on spending. Republicans are helping them spend. We're not slowing down on the spending. Inflation is continuing to go up. I saw a big report. Uh, I think I even t- retweeted it out, uh, but I saw a report about uh, they've been lying to you about jobs, that the, every correction that they made on jobs throughout the course of the year, which almost was every single month, I think there was only one month they didn't make a correction on, uh, were less jobs created, and the bulk of the jobs that were created were government jobs, you know, which that's not truly a creation of jobs. Uh, I, I mean, we everything points to just a collapse. Everything's pointing to a recession, everything's pointing to a depression, uh, it's. I don't think we can tolerate four more years of that man, in that administration. I, I just don't. I don't see it. So I. Hopefully, we make a better decision in 2024, and people that are even on the uh, left side of things that are feeling the squeeze all around them, just say to themselves, you know what? Although I don't agree with everything that the man says, although I disagree with Republicans on a lot of things. The economy's so bad we need a change, regroup, get a better person to put in there, and we'll try again in four years. And and make the change or just don't vote at all and let let it, you know, the chips fall as they may. Uh, but hopefully some some people are waking up to see what's really going on because it's just getting bad. I know that uh change of subjects. I know that the uh, debate was last night, and to be honest with you, I didn't watch it. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd say something more than that about it. I didn't watch it because, honestly, I just don't care. I mean, it's Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. What more are they going to say than anything that I've heard before? I didn't watch it. I haven't seen too many highlights as of uh, the recording of this. I'm not real interested in it. I know Trump also did a town hall. I mean, the election stuff's going to go. I'm, I'd be more interested in next week, uh, Iowa, and seeing how that turns out and seeing what the the differences and the, the percentages are for everybody and who gets what, um, that, that'll be a little bit more telling on uh, you know, the pathway forward for people and who, who are going to start dropping out and who's going to hang in there and try to keep going. Um, so that's a little more interesting to me. Uh, uh, anything else? I haven't really watched any of the uh, debates because I, I may have watched a little piece here or there or watched some highlights on them. It just seems like a waste of time. I mean, there's so much wrong, Uh, either you're going to do it or you're not going to do it. I mean, I'm no fan of Nikki Haley's, although Nikki Haley is gaining some ground, uh, especially in New Hampshire. She's actually closing the gap between her and Trump. She's still off. I I think the last I looked at, she was off by like 14 points, Uh, but she is closing the gap on him, which is, uh, you know, amazing. Uh, But uh, I, man, if you get, if Nikki Haley's the one, God, yeah, you might as well leave Biden in there. Would she be a little better? Yeah, she might be a little better than Biden, but, uh, I, she's to me, she ain't no good. Yeah. I, I, me personally, I would have, I would struggle. And I mean, my hand would be shaking and trembling and I'd have to grab my own hand to make it happen, but then put just, just check it off. I know you don't want to just check it off. It's better than Biden. It's like, no, (laughs) sorry. Just picture in my head. Gotta be tough to vote for that lady. She, she just, she's John Kerry in heels. John Kerry might've dressed in heels. You never know, (laughs) but she's John Kerry. Yeah. I mean, she's a warmonger. Uh, she's definitely a gutless flip-flopper. She says a lot of, she says a lot of things that are not very conservative. I just, I don't, uh, I don't care much for her. DeSantis or Trump, they'll have my support wholeheartedly. Either one of them. If, If, if DeSantis overtook Trump and he's the man. I'm going to vote for him, even though I'd like him to stay my governor. Yeah, I believe in him. You know, Florida, yeah, we're doing it big down here, um, and I would vote for him. Uh, Trump, obviously, I'd vote for uh, Nikki Haley. Boy, that would be—it'd be like eating dirt. Yeah, it's I just, I just I don't see it. But, uh, anyways, I, yeah, I don't have anything to say more than that about the debate because I didn't watch it. So there it is. <laughs> uh, uh, and that does it for me today. We'll do it again tomorrow.
0: And that wraps up another episode of Little Joe's Conservative Corner. Thank you for tuning
2: in and joining
0: the conversation. Don't forget to subscribe to stay updated on all our latest episodes. And join us next time as we continue to explore the issues that shape our world. Until then, stay informed and stay engaged.